This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to Around the Dial, your one-stop shop for sports talk's best moments every day. Here's your host, CBS Sports Radio's Damon Amendolara. Welcome inside Around the Dial, the best of your sports talk for Tuesday, June the 11th. I'm your host, D.A., and Game 5 of the NBA Finals had it all. If you just focused on the basketball, that was enough as a six-point lead because Kawhi Leonard exploded in the fourth quarter for the Toronto Raptors, dissipated behind a flurry of three-pointers by the Splash Brothers, to rip the lead away and to save a win for the two-time defending world champions, five straight NBA finals, three titles overall, the Golden State Warriors save their bacon and live to see a game six at home. But in the middle of all that, the only thing people can talk about is Kevin Durant's injury. KD starts, plays remarkably well, helps give the Warriors an early lead, and then in the second quarter, hobbles, hops up and down, and looks like he blew out his Achilles, which likely means he's out for all of next season on the verge of him becoming a free agent, which is the only thing we talked about all season long. Man, it's time to start unpacking this from all of our wonderful affiliates across the country. We begin in Cleveland on 92.3 The Fan and Basket and Phelps, who ask the question, was KD out there compromised too early and should we blame the training staff how do you blame the training staff and i i I say that knowing that he injured the same part of his body that was injured before honestly they're they are the guys who got the blame for keeping him out right until game five they don't put guys out on the floor unless they're good to play or on the football field or on the baseball field you want your guys to go out and we you know we hear it all the time got through the injury man you got to go play you got to play no, you don't. You really don't play until you're healthy. I, I commend Durant for trying, and maybe he was healthy. Maybe he was completely cleared to go. I, I think it's unfortunately just the way things go. I give him credit for going out there and trying to play. He, you could easily go back and say he is the reason they won yesterday. He was plus five on the floor, and you win by one. And he gave this team a spark. I thought they played better when Durant was on the floor. No one, you can't expect an injury to happen. You've got to be able to play. You've got to be able to play as hard as you possibly can. But when it comes to letting guys go back out on the floor, I think teams and players, players want to be on the floor because they want to win a championship. Teams want them on the floor because they think it's going to give them a better championship. I think sometimes think that trainers get uh, overridden in this situation. How many guys are playing at 100% in this, in this finals? Nobody. Nobody. So I, I mean, if, and see if, that happens. You're right. That happens all the time. So if I'm sure trainers have a different scale, and by the way, trainers still work for the team. And if the team's saying, 
hey, let's push this a little bit faster. Is there anything we can do to 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 facilitate this in a quicker way? They're going to do it for the team. It's still their boss. I, I mean, let me ask you this. If Kirk Gibson doesn't walk out and hit that home run in the World Series, right, do you think there's any trainer in the world that wanted him to play at that point? Do you remember Dodgers? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm just I, – I can't imagine there was a trainer that thought it was a good idea for him to go out and step up to the plate. And here's the thing. He pinch hit with Tommy Lasorda thinking, you know, he can stand there and swing a bat. Maybe he can hit one out. Right. He wasn't going to leg out a double. And so if you play within your limitations in that situation. But look, guys, people people come back from injury all the time. Players force coming back from injury all the time. Nobody's 100% ever. No. You know, maybe the maybe the first week of the season, somebody's 100%. And so, I mean, that's that's I hate to say this and be so cold about it. That's why these guys make tens of millions of dollars a year. Or and over their career, you know, tr- triple figures in millions of dollars. That's what you're being paid for to go out and play basketball, and it's a it's a dang shame that this happened to Durant. But I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna blame Bob Myers. I'm not gonna blame Kevin Durant. I'm not gonna blame the training staff. This is pro sports, and this is what happens. Hindsight's gonna be 2020 on this, but allowing Kevin Durant to play last night clearly looks now like a horrible decision, and I know. You can't worry about injuries, and I understand you can't assume bad things will happen. But if Kevin Durant was out for 33 days, why did anybody think it was safe to bring him back suddenly to go 0-60, to or really 0-100, to in Game 5 in a must-win, an elimination game of the NBA Finals? That means it's unlike practice. It's unlike workouts. It means that you are putting total emotional and physical stress in every part of your body because every step could decide a championship. And then to start him and to play him a bulk of the minutes of the first quarter, as well as he had played, everybody should start feeling guilty about why he was out there to risk that with everything that was on the line for his career coming off of that calf injury that he only suffered a month ago There's a lot of people that should feel guilty about allowing him to go out there and play. Now, apparently this was a concern for people around his circle because here is Radio.com NBA insider Rick Buecher who joined Mully and Haw on 6-7 of the score in Chicago who said people in the KD inner circle, they were worried all along about this possibility. I had people that are close to KD who knew all about the injury that had been telling him and telling me this is a bad bet. He should not be playing in this series. The risk is way too great. And so when he went down, and he went down untouched in the second quarter, a couple minutes into the second quarter, I thought, yeah, you know, it's, it's heroic, it's noble, but in the big scheme of things, was not very prudent considering the, the high risk that at least the people that I was talking to who knew that this was. So, Rick, that's very interesting because you all saw, we all saw Bob Myers afterward, the general manager for the Warriors, be as emotional as he was, and he talked about the blame game and the reality of what happens next with people pointing fingers. But, if, if you're, you know, responsibility and blame are, are things that are going to be distributed today. How, where do they fall in your mind? I mean, you, there was a risk involved, but I also understand we're not talking about a player just wanting to get back in a game. You're talking about an NBA superstar in the NBA Finals 
worried about potentially his legacy. What do you what do you think in terms of responsibility? Well, ultimately, the Warriors had the wherewithal to tell Kevin. I know, and I know KD wanted to play, desperately wanted to play, and probably was feeling increasing pressure from people who, you know, even over the years, and KD, we know, listens to everything, wanting to prove, hey, I'm not a cupcake. Hey, I'm not, I'm not deserting my team. Hey, I can, I can step up. And you needed someone to say, KD, we understand all that, but ultimately we're looking at the possibility of a serious injury coming out of this. And look, it's easy. It's a lot easier for me hearing this stuff, and and having sort of a, a, a you know being a being a, a once removed from it rather than being there, looking at the potential of a three peat, uh, talking to the doctors, talking to KD. It's easy for me to make a dispassionate decision and say, you know what, it's a bad bet. But somebody needed to somebody needed to take that approach. They did it with Clay. Clay desperately wanted to play in Game Three. They thought it was it was not prudent. He measured himself in Game Four and he got through it. I never heard anything about Clay's injury, though, that would suggest that it was on the level of what KD suffered the first time around. So, yeah, I, look, I, I nobody wants to. I, I certainly don't want to blame anyone in this situation. We just everybody feels awful that it happened. Period. But if there was somebody that could have prevented it, it is the Golden State Warriors. And I'm sure that Bob was simply taking the advice of of his medical staff. So ultimately, this is about the medical staff deciding that the risk was ultimately worth it. And as we have found out, it ultimately was not. So help us out, uh, Rick. What... You know, KD's on a one-year deal, but he has the option to come back, right? It's a player option, so he could still choose to come back and get paid $30 million to rehab effectively, if that's what it is. And would, yeah. would, would teams around the league then just wait on him? Would they put their free agent plans on hold for a year? I would imagine a player of KD's magnitude. I mean, obviously it depends on where you are, but a team like the New York Knicks, I would certainly think that they have, I mean, they'll continue to build their team and they could go out and sign one superstar or, you know, go sign a Jimmy Butler with the idea that, hey, KD's going to join us a year from now. Uh, I, I, I could, I could certainly see that being a possibility. Everything was at risk here. And yes, I know that he wants to play for his teammates and, vie for a championship and for the rest of us on the outside it seems like oh play through pain come on it's the nba finals you've got to come back everybody's going to be injured nobody's 100 this time of year but he was a super duper star at the very top of his game and he was risking major injury by coming back too soon when he could have taken a full four months off and come back next year fully healed and properly ready and a huge bounty awaiting him in free agency. So it sucks to hear that KD insiders were worried, but let's face it, they should have been. Everybody should have been. There was a lot of pressure on Kevin Durant to come back. Maybe it was outside pressure. Maybe it was inside pressure. Maybe it was KD putting the pressure on himself. Here's Joe Lowen Dibs on the game, 95.7 in San Francisco, who says no matter what, 
Kevin Durant was a massive reason, quote-unquote, that the Warriors did win last night's game. He gave Oracle one last shot. Like, if there is any doubt as to whether or not this guy is a true warrior, whether or not he deserves to be up on the Rushmore next to the original guys, the guys who were drafted, the Iguodalas who were acquired, last night is everything you need to know. He gave your building one last chance. Whether or not you win or lose, Oracle goes out at the absolute max point of the season. The final game on the schedule. You could not extend it any further. He is a huge reason why that happened. He's a massive reason, and without him, there's no way you win that game. Even though DeMarcus Cousins comes off the bench and fills in and gives you the best minutes he has as a Golden State Warrior, that helped to keep the lead, and obviously they extended the lead during that time as well. And without that, they don't win the ball game. But what KD did from the pregame dance in the tunnel, mm. you see Clay Thompson bouncing and smiling. He gave the entire team a lift just by being out there. And then for them to be able to overcome the terrible nature of the injury, because you see it happen and you see him down, and I'm sure the players all knew what that meant, but they had to shake that off in real time and still go out there and compete. And the fact that they did shows me yet again why this team is a championship caliber. It definitely gave them not just a lift in the beginning of the game, but it was a sustainable lift. When you saw Steph Curry and Andre Iguodala walk to the back, I, I'm freaking in the, in the house watching the game, and I freaking door near tear up. When I watch Clay, when I watch Steph Curry and Andre Iguodala walk off the court during the game while the game's still going on, Steph was still in the game. They, yeah, he hadn't checked out. That's that's what you love, though. He didn't even care about that. He said, "Man, that's my guy," because he understands the sacrifice this guy was putting on for his team and for his future. All that stuff just for them. And, he, and that's why I'm one of those guys and people say, oh, yeah, you, you athletes. That's why I say give them max, maximum. I don't care. You give them all, get all you can get because you go to see what happens in situations like this. You, If you don't get, have your money situated, if this was a guy who wasn't like KD, what would we be saying? Poor little guy. Wishes this guy would have. That's why you take advantage of this opportunity when you can make the money and get the max deal. You are a business. You take advantage of it. This is a prime example for athletes to look at a guy like Kevin Durant and say, when you to get your dollars, when you have a chance to get a max deal, you take it. You don't leave nothing on the table. You take what you can get because it goes to show you how this game works. And I went by Myron. I saw the way he cried. I, I, it was great to see his sincerity. They need to walk over to him at when he's at his MRI and say, here's a guaranteed contract, a five-year deal, max. Here it is. I don't care. It's not a one-year deal. Give him everything you deserve. Well, that much is true because his efficiency early in that game that gave them that lift had they not had that, I think that the Warriors probably find themselves down early, much like game one or game number three, and that the the Raptors kind of soak away the win and are able to kind of have control throughout. Because I think Steph and Clay really benefited from Kevin Durant being out there. And once KD went down, they were able to rally and survive. But without KD's early contributions, I would agree. I don't know if the Warriors win that game last night. Also, GM Bob Myers, highly emotional after the game, announcing the news and talking about the injury, blaming himself for KD being out there. Here's the sports junkies on 106.7 The Fan in D.C. discussing why Bob Myers was so emotional. Don't you think that clip's a little much? <sighs> Kevin, had a, it's, it's an Achilles injury. I don't know... Uh... The extent of it, he'll have an MRI tomorrow. Um, pr- prior to coming back, he 
went through four weeks with our medical team and um, it was thorough and it was experts and multiple MRIs and multiple doctors um, and we felt good about the process. Uh, he was cleared to play tonight. That was a collaborative decision. Um, I don't believe there's anybody to blame, but I understand this, this world. And um, if you have to, you can blame me. I, ru I run our basketball operations department. And um, let me tell you something about Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant loves to play basketball, and the people that questioned whether he wanted to get back to this team were wrong. And I'm not here to... He's one of the... He's one of the most misunderstood people. He's a good teammate. He's a good person. It's not fair. What's not emotion? This is like right, unbelievable. I mean, he's acting like Kevin Durant died on the floor. <laughs> no, I think he feels personally responsible, like he said, because he okayed it. And, uh, and, and that you, th injury, you think he's crying because he knows he ruined Kevin's career? Potentially, yes. I do believe that. I don't the think Achilles, his career is going to be ruined. Look, people are coming back better from Achilles, not like they do ACLs. ACL is literally like, you know, like it's like tripping. You're tripping. You know, you guys come back in four months now. You're tripping. Right. But, but an Achilles injury is, prior to this, short of like a complete, like Napoleon McCallum, that's a reference from 500 years ago, you know, where your it's, knee dislocates and explodes. It's a death sentence. It's a death sentence typically for athletes, but it hasn't been the last 10 years. They've gotten better at it. So I mean, he was just, he was so over the top. He's a death threat. Because he... He's also in the moment. He it just okayed, happened. And by the way, that's after they won. It's not like they lost. Yeah. That's after they won. That shows you how it, it's real emotion. And I don't. Somebody tweeted me too. Oh, uh, get get a grip. It's you know, like it's not life or death. Okay, it's not life or death, but it shows you it's their passion. It's what they put their sure. life's energy into. I don't have any problem with that emotion. I, I like it. Actually. Yeah, I think there's a real possibility Kevin Durant's never the same, and that's kind of crazy to say because. KD was one of the best players of the NBA, very obviously, and it ascended to a crazy peak that very few players ever get to. But if he takes a full year off and the history that we've seen with Achilles injuries, it makes you wonder if he's ever going to be a top three or the best player in the NBA. And if that night, that moment, that injury saps him of all of that, that Bob Myers emotion, that's the guilt involved. That's the guilt because... Maybe Myers knows that KD may never be the same. So there's always the free agency part of this equation. And what happens now on June the 30th when teams can bid for Kevin Durant? Are they still going to go out there and offer him max contracts and offer him four or five-year deals? And are they just going to eat next season, assuming that KD is not going to play and pay him to not play? And here was the New York Knicks waiting for KD to come and sign with them. And now what? Well, as you might imagine, Knicks fans are extraordinarily optimistic and positive, right? Feeling good in New York. Here's Boomer and Geo on WFAN. This July 1st, this offseason, the Knicks and all that. Everything's changed. It's, all, it's over. It's yeah. over. 
Now your entire plan that you had is gone. It is blown up. It is over. You got to start all over again. So I don't know if you want to go with some sort of combination of Kemba Walker, Jimmy Butler, trade for Anthony Davis, or you want to just forget about free agency and build it up through the... Your, Your plan now has changed. So Steve Mills, Scott Perry, everything that you were waiting for, Kevin Durant to make the decision, and then you're feeling really good about him coming to the Knicks, and everybody had been talking about that marriage potentially happening. It's over. It is absolutely over. He is not going to be the same player. He's not even going to play next year. The Knicks aren't going to sign him. I mean, I'm, I am completely... like th- This, to me, last night watching that... Was was I just saw next year go up in flames well, for them? What was worse, you know? May, I, I think what this is a sign of is what happened with the uh, the lottery. Yeah, it just I'm, keeps going, yeah, keeps going the wrong yeah, way. Yeah. Now, I, I hope yep. he, I, I, you know, out of does this now force them to give up half of their roster and two more first round <sighs> draft picks for Anthony Davis? I hope man, not, man. man. I hope not. I hope they they're learning something uh, by watching what the Yankees are doing. Um, you know, I, I hope they're they're learning something about what the Jets are trying to do, what the Giants are trying to do with Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. You know, let's get your young guys and let's go. Let's. I, I mean, if you want to add a piece here or there, I, I can see that. I'm I, I'm I'm I, I'm not as sick to my stomach as you are over this whole thing, but it's just it's amazing how the Knicks supposedly are in play for Kevin Durant. It's, yeah, and this guy uh, goes down and, and he blows out his Achilles. Well, now I know that he was coming to the Knicks. Uh, yeah, exactly. I'm sorry. Yeah. Not, to, not to sound like the ultra negative, but now I know. It will come out. His agent will say it. Somebody will say it. Some schmuck will write a book in five years. He was set on coming to the Knicks, then he blew out his Achilles, and right, that was so that. Let me ask you this question. Is this, is this a potential is this a potential injury and situation that now does bring him to the Knicks and the Knicks doing what they did with Amari Stoudemire, no. just basically no. swallowing the fact that no. part of the contract, meaning the front part of the contract, no. is not going to be uh, fulfilled I and, and we'll wait around for him. Listen, I-, I hope not. If the Knicks told you today, hey, look, he's coming to our team and we are we are going to sign him even with his injury like this. It's a bad move. Do. It's a bad move. I really believe right, so, that. So now you don't even want him. Uh, I it's I don't want an injured not going to play next year, and I don't know if he's ever going to be the same Kevin Durant. I'm sorry, it's over. That the Kevin Durant to the Knicks thing ended last night. It's over. And if they saw end up signing him, you know, I think that's that way. I I mean, it's almost like I get I get I get him. I get like Bob Myers. You get like Bob Myers. It, it's over. The dream is over. The Zion dream ended. The Kevin Durant dream ended. I, I think about it. even if they signed him, I, I'd be. I think I'd be more upset if they signed him now than if they had lost out on him in the beginning. Because they, I, I think you sign an injured Kevin Durant, you're setting your franchise back. You know, and again, it goes to prove to you who is the uh, who is the athlete's own uh, worst enemy. It's just himself. Yeah. I mean, maybe he shouldn't have played. I, I don't know. Look, we we all know that supposedly he is thin skinned when it comes to social media. And, you know, I know for a fact he was feeling pressure. Now, whether that pressure was real or was it just just coming, you know, from him because he wanted to play, he wanted to be the hero. As a matter of fact, I was thinking, like, last night, he really had nothing to lose, right? Either if they win and he comes back and plays like he started to play this game, he's the ultimate hero, he's the ultimate best player in basketball, he's just going to basically tell everybody that I'm the man, 
Or, you know, even if they lose, uh, and uh, like if they would have lost last night and the season would have been over, he still is, I would think, uh, held in high regard because he did attempt to play yes, and absolutely. he did put his career yep. on the line he and he did get hurt. Yep, you're absolutely right. I think he hit the nail on the head. It's over. The season's over. The free agency series is over. Everything is over. Our lives are over. The Gorgonese is over. Everything's over. This July 1st, this offseason, the Knicks and all Everything's that. Everything's changed. It's all It's over. It's yeah. over. Is gone. It is blown up. It is over. Everything that you were waiting for, it's over. It is absolutely over. <laughs> I don't blame Gio for feeling that way because when you're a Knicks fan, it must feel like every day is a different type of torture. Oh, today's waterboarding. Tomorrow is plucking my fingernails out of, of my fingers. Oh, the next day is stepping on hot coals. I mean, this is just the life of a Knicks fan. Every time that you think something can go wrong, it will go wrong. So that's the full rundown across the country on Kevin Durant's injury and Game 5 of the NBA Finals. But there's also the crazy story surrounding David Ortiz and him being shot in the Dominican Republic on Sunday night and his recovery. In Boston, obviously, he is a beloved civic hero. Here's WEEI in Boston with Ordway, Merloni, and Foria. On Twitter, when it first came out, it was shot in the leg in a robbery. And you're thinking, okay. And I don't know, right away, did, did you think, like, serious, life-threatening? Or did you no. just think, shot in the leg? Okay. You know, and then the more it goes, the more you see things, and the video comes out, and it's re- it changes everything. You have to Between... see that video to know exactly what happened. This was not a robbery. He was not shot in the leg. This was somebody... It was a hit. It was a hit. It was somebody tried to kill David yeah, Ortiz. And you can't look at the guy... That attempted to hit, okay, by the way, he bungled that. If the, if the goal was to maim him and to make his life miserable, you probably succeeded. If your goal, for whatever reason, was to kill him, well then, I mean, it, 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 you, I can get as graphic as I want, but if they, they wanted to kill him, then they, they didn't do it the right way, right. obviously. Yeah, right? Like if it was been, a hit, no, but it was, then, then, then it's either, like, the either the guy chickened out, freaked out, or was so high or, you know, out of his mind that didn't know what the hell was going so on. So maybe not a professional hitman. That's what you're saying. No, no was, we yeah, some, right. some just, you know. It was strange. I mean, because I said the whole z- thing. jabroni. You, when I first saw it, you're watching the game, you're just thinking, okay. And as the night went on and the videos came and you started hearing what actually happened to the guy, you're like, holy Jesus. It kind of hits you. You know what I mean? Like, you, you're this close from having, like, a tweet out there that said, like, you know, David Ortiz shot and killed. Right. I mean, you saw how serious it was. You're like, "What the hell?" Then it got, then it got real because well, it went from it, it went scary. from because it went from robbery. So once I saw the video and then realized where he was, there was no way. So what is what is the guy that's uh, the suspect, whatever his name is? So he's going to rob everybody. He's going to walk into a crowded cafe bar, whatever that is, uh, shoot somebody. Then as everyone scatters, th- take their purses and their wallets. That that's his. I, that's that's the no, best clearly, way to go. No, clearly was no robbery. Was no robbery. That's just bad. Or did reporting. they say robbery just to kind of protect the people well, involved? Well, a lot of it could be um, uh, interpretation. A lot of it could be the language translation. A lot of it, there could be some some various stuff. I mean, when you finally hear from Ortiz's assistant now, this guy uh, Leo Lopez quote had to remove part of his intestines and colon and removed his gallbladder. His liver was damaged too. End quote. That's mm. not a simple shot no. in the leg. Let's take the bullet out and you go on your way. And then you get the quote from Ortiz from the doctor. Don't let me die. I'm right. a good man. You're like, oh, my God, what the uh, hell is going on? But I wait, when, when, when this first came out and they said suspect in custody, 
Okay? Now, this is the Dominican Republic. All right? It's not, it's not Boston suspects in custody. And then you saw the video of what custody looks like in the Dominican. Dude was getting his ass kicked. Well, those were the people on the bar. They I mean, were that, beating the crap I'm out of him go, before the cops showed up, I believe. This is what custody looks like in the Dominican. Yeah. Dude's up against the wall getting his head kicked in against the wall. So he's right. sitting down against the wall. And, and they're kicking everybody his head is, into the wall. Yeah, they're filming it, yelling at him, screaming at him, and then kicking him at the same time. There's actually some people who are saying, no, no, stop. That's custody, Don't do it. by the way. Well, That's the way custody should be in something like this. <laughs> yeah, in, this video, in this video of apparently a second suspect, who they were hitting him over the head with bottles, right? He was the guy that apparently was trying to take off on the motorcycle, and they, they started slamming his head with beer bottles. I mean, yeah, it's, it's a little bit different. I know some people are, are, are trying to play politically correct today, and they're getting really wrapped how, up in it. How would how well, how somebody play politically correct with a uh, attempted murder? Well, because how, how they, is that? Because they, they don't want to make it look like the crime and the safety of a, of a human being in the Dominican Republic is a little bit different than what we experience here in the United States. It's you, a little you, bit you, different. You think Dominican Republic is a little different than you know, yeah, Brighton? Yeah, a little, little bit different. Foxborough? Yeah, a little yeah, bit just, different. No? Yeah, no, it's a little bit different. It's a little bit, okay. Even, yeah, a little bit different. You can look at the numbers. The numbers are out there if you want to look at the I heard Jerry say, and, Never go to Dominican Republic. Well, Stay and, away. Well, and people don't, you know, like they, anything. Go anywhere you go. You got to know just, where to go, where not to. No, I was going to say so. you went to Puerto Rico. You didn't go to the Dominican Republic. I went there a while ago. And then the other thing is there's a huge difference in what you're getting for medical uh, care. I mean, I had a medical emergency in Italy and it was shaky. Okay. This is a lot different than so the even Italy. that we have is that he's stable enough that the Red Sox have a plane that is down in the Dominican Republic. And the minute the plane is ready to just come back here to Boston, he is stable enough. David Ortiz will be on the plane, and they're going to ship him back to Boston. Correct. Get him over to Mass General. He's going to be at Mass General because the you know so he the might app- be in flight right now as we speak or soon. Hey, well, the complications of all of this are are scary with infection, bacteria. Yes. Who knows? Blood clotting. I mean, you're talking about both the colon and the intestines were in some way. Well, uh, geez, when I heard it, it's like when I heard okay, there's a, there's been a there's been he was shot and that he was fine. Like, everything's going to be okay. I was like, uh uh-huh. okay. So, I mean, I, I, what did it just, you know, not knowing or have any video, what did the bullet just graze his skin and they just kind of sewed him up? Well, again, I mean, again the not, language at, barrier. At you don't first, think the language first, barrier was a first. I was like, all right. And there was a waste. He got the, shot. You know, at first, that's kind of what you thought. Yeah. No big deal. He'll be fine. Maybe it was a stray bullet. Who the hell knows? I mean, I know when you say that so-and-so got shot, it's always serious, right? But it just, I don't I don't know if it was one of these things you just didn't like, ah, it's David Ortiz. So a guy He's going to be in- fine. Like, it's nothing serious or you, you it blow up more. But as it went on, that's when it was like, okay, wait, this this thing went through him. So a guy walked into a crowded restaurant, right? Or whatever it was, I don't know. He was outdoors. I, no, it looked like one of those like outdoor, yes. indoor slash bar. Yes, it, it, it said the wording was amusement. Now again, the translation from tweets, it's you know bar. what I mean? So we don't know, right? So it's some yeah, some bar. Looked like he was sitting at a table, almost like it was a casino. There was a bunch of little round tables all around there or something. I, I don't know if it was. Or and not, the guy but. that was sitting with him, uh, his name is Yol Lopez. He's like a late night TV host hmm. down like in the Santo Domingo variety show thing, and so he's a good friend of his. He was sitting there. He actually took the bullet that went through Ortiz into his leg. It's crazy to think about where we were 48 hours ago when David Ortiz was healthy and happy, and Kevin Durant had not suffered an Achilles injury yet. But here is where we are, and we can only hope that both of those guys make those full recoveries. That Kevin Durant is once again at some point in his career, right back to where he was before the injury, and that David Ortiz is going to be okay, recovers in healthy fashion and form, that he's back to being his normal, gregarious, 
big personality, charismatic self that everybody loves in Big Poppy. That'll do it. The best of your sports talk. It was around the dial for Tuesday, June the 11th. And what a day it was. We'll see you tomorrow, everyone. Thanks for listening to Around the Dial. Subscribe now for the best daily recap in sports talk on Radio.com or the Radio.com app. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.